everybody, everyone, and happy Halloween. Man, it is, um, you know, I remember whenever I was a kid, and they had these, like, probably totally flammable, goofy little costumes. They're, like, plastic that you would drape over yourself, and they'd had that hard plastic, like, mask that you'd put on, right, with a little bitty, like, stretchy bands that held that thing on. Those were some of the most pathetic costumes ever, and I remember here in East Texas, it was always, Halloween's always been kind of weird weather-wise. It will most likely be cool, but just as a kid, you were so freaking excited. It was just cool enough for you to like create this internal condensation and just be like sweaty in that plastic costume thing. I also remember probably my worst costume. Well, let me put this, let me back up a little bit. It was a cool costume, but it had probably the worst malfunction of any costume I've ever had. My mom created this Dracula costume for me, which entailed putting a swim cap on me and then putting some kind of, one of those black shoe polish or what, over the uh, the swim cap to make my hair black. And then she drew like a little point. And it looked cool for a while, but kids being kids, I'm out running around and just, you know, freaking savoring the holiday that is Halloween and my the black shoe polish, whatever it was, starts to chip off. And before the night I had like blue hair and just looked yeah, it looked pretty rough. That that's probably the worst malfunction. And then isn't Halloween weird as you get older and you start to look back and you think about the things that we did as kids? Like, for example, bobbing for apples. Did you guys ever bob for apples? That's freaking gross. That is disgusting. And yet, yours truly was all up in it, baby. In Sulphur Springs, City National Bank used to have like this deal you would go into, kind of like what they call now the fall festival or fall harvest or whatever, where they kind of like turn Halloween into like this little festival kind of to not acknowledge the, I guess, the paganistic side of it or whatever. Because, you know, some people are really sensitive to that. And I don't think that was City National Bank. So I think they just did it as like, it's like a Halloween party. So you could go in there and get a bunch of, candy at the bank and then they always had a big plastic like swimming pool that just random kids would go and bob for apples that is so disgusting and here's something that I think is kind of funny too so Mrs. Wright says that her grandmother makes the best popcorn balls that she's ever eaten in her life. I don't know about you, but I'll be honest. Whenever I would go trick-or-treating as a kid, I would always get a little bit bummed to get a popcorn ball because there there were three things I did not want in my Halloween basket. I bet you can name all of them as well. It's actually two things, but one comes in a different variety. A popcorn ball. I didn't want a popcorn ball. And then do you remember those Horrible black and orange wax wrapped salt taffy, I guess is what it was, that were just like, they only came out at Halloween. And it's like, because they're black and orange wrapped, I guess, but they were just disgusting. They had no good flavor. That to me, whenever people would throw those, I was like, yeah, you guys, your Halloween game sucks. You're not putting your back into this. And so I remember that. And then now, one of the candies that I actually thought, only existed at Halloween was the little, um, their little striped uh, 
brown and white striped. And I'm going to look this up because what their actual title is, they are actually made in Lufkin, Texas. It's, it's, it's awesome because um, Atkinson, Atkinson Candy, which is in Lufkin, Texas, been around for years. I actually know the family. Uh, Eric Atkinson, who is now the CEO of the company, great guy, just old school business guy with a great uh, family history in that business. Uh, they made those candies. And what was it called? At, I got I to gotta check this out for you guys. Um, let me see. Atkinson candy. That little candy. It was like it was kind of like their version. Uh, it's like one of their, their. It's like their most popular candy, and it was their version of kind of like a butter. The peanut butter bars. They were those little black and white striped. I called them zebra candies whenever I was a kid. But the little um, peanut butter bars, man. And I only seemed to get them at Halloween. I, I, I mean, there were certain candies. It's weird as a kid how you kind of compartmentalize things in your brain and the way you think about things. I remember Junior Mints. That was my favorite movie candy. And in my mind, they only existed at the movies. You could only get Junior Mints at the movies. And then Atkinson Candy, the little peanut butter bars, you only got those at Halloween. So that was one of the candies that I look forward to. So anyway, I hope the kids have a good time tonight. It looks like here in Tyler, the weather is going to be pretty cooperative for a good night of Halloween. I tell you what was also fun as... My brother Craig and I got older, and we no longer uh, really got to go trick-or-treating necessarily, it was, but, but playing hide-and-go-seek uh, throughout the neighborhoods on Halloween, that was pretty legit. That was fun. And then, of course, you get to that age where I am now, where, of course, I'm not now. My girls are too old, but whenever you become a parent and then you start trick-or-treating with your kids, and it's just... It's just so fun. And so for all of you parents who this is like your first, you know, holiday season with your kid, if your kids are really really little first, I envy you. I miss those days. Mine are, you know, one just graduated from college. The other one graduates next year. And so have fun. Hope everybody's safe. And with that, happy Halloween. Now, here is your Monday mission after all that Halloween talk. All right. So I've been talking quite a bit about and writing about effective self-talk and how important it is. And the the point I made here recently was that it's not enough just to give yourself positive affirmation. It's very important that you do that. And I have often cited that what Michael Gervais has said, who is one of the most renowned sports psychologists out there, I mean, he this is the guy that the elite of the elite go to to get their head straight or to keep their head straight or to get a mental edge, and to up their game. And one of the things that he has recommended that I have put into practice is if you're going to practice positive self-talk, and you absolutely should, as you remember, Michael Gervais said, give two world-class athletes, all things being equal, side-by-side, the one that becomes the champion 90% of the time is the one who has the best self-talk. So it's not just enough to have the physical ability. It's not not enough to just be the most well-trained. You also have to have the right self-talk. And so going along those lines of making yourself mentally resilient and giving yourself the mental edge, here is another mission for you. All right, here goes. Ask yourself questions. It turns out the brain loves questions. Okay, and here's why I bring it up as it relates to self-talk. Because often you'll hear people 
talk about how important self-talk is, but it's just that it's talk and it's telling yourself something. You are a champion. You're an overcomer. You're a survivor. You've got this. You're going to crush this, right? It's telling yourself, and, there's, and that's, I'm not faulting that. I do that. Those are things that we should absolutely do. But also, you need to ask yourself the question. So going back to what I was talking about last week and what I brought, I put in the, I think it was in the Vitruvian letter, this uh, most recent issue that I put out Saturday, is it's important to give yourself verifiable evidence. Let's say that you are someone who has survived an abusive relationship and you've come out of it. So now you're at work and you're trying to be a high performer and you tell yourself, I'm a badass. And then you offer up for yourself. You make two columns. You write these things down. You want to have an inventory of these things to, to draw upon. So you write on, on, on the, the positive self-talk side. You say, okay, the positive statement, I am a badass. But don't stop there. Write down the evidence of the statement. I am a badass. Verif- verifiable evidence. I stayed for three years in an abusive relationship and was able to survive it and get out. You, I, I, was, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer, and I survived it. You know, these are the things. You know, um, I, am a, I am persistent. I'm an overcomer. I've overcome challenges like this before. What's the verifiable evidence? I once lost 40 pounds when my doctor told me that I was suffering from hypertension, high cholesterol, and that my health, health was at risk. Okay? So what you want to do is you want to you put, the, put the actual positive statement but also have the evidence. Well, here's another thing. Ask yourself questions to train your brain. The brain loves questions. It loves novelty. So one of the things that you may want to do, and here's what happens, is it's the hippocampus that, that actually we're, we're igniting, okay? We're, we're actually activating because that, the hippocampus is what's going to keep you in, your, um, in the state of uh, your short-term memory. All right, so this can be really, really important whenever you are trying to create a habit. Whenever you want to create a new habit, you want to be able to say why you're doing a thing. Why are you remembering this thing? You want to be able to say, and, and one of the things that you should do is like, as it relates to the positive self-talk, that's why I want to tie this t- together, say, why are you a badass? So you, and your brain will want to answer that question. It will search for the results of the affirming or the uh, the affirming or the evidence-based statement that you're going to put on the right-hand side of the column I mentioned earlier. Is it making sense? So ask yourself the question, not just say, I am a badass. Write down, I'm a badass. Why am I a badass? Because I've overcome cancer. I'm a badass. Why am I a badass? Because I survived an abusive relationship. I am someone who is persistent. Why, why are you persistent? How have you shown that you persisted? Because I was able to lose 40 pounds when my physician gave me a horrible health diagnosis that said that I was so overweight that it was risking my health. This can be a great way to, to ignite your memory. But more than, more than anything, as it relates to this, use questions and teasing your brain and igniting your brain to create habits and to create better thinking. You know, when it, you know it, one of the things that I like to do is, I've said this before, that uh, a practice I adopted from James Altucher uh, a while back was a brain-sweating exercise. James says that he does what I'm about to tell you to make his brain sweat, okay? 
and that is this. Write 10 new ideas every single day. 10 new ideas. And you, by the time you get to number 10, it's going to be really tough. I mean, and, but the thing is, the quality of the ideas are of no consequence. Instead, it's just training your brain to search for new ideas. And then by doing that, then you will actually ignite your reticular activating system to always look for new ideas. Or if you've written one of the 10 ideas down, by doing this, the reticular activating system, which is kind of your subconscious scanning of all the things that you, you create in your mind, the things that you bring to the prefrontal cortex as a, a mission, a goal, a puzzle you're trying to solve. And I mean that as a theoretical puzzle, like what business should I start or how can I start this business? How am I going? I have a company that I want to buy. I don't have the financing. How can I get the financing? If you tell your brain this enough times, then eventually it will ignite your reticular activating system and start scanning for clues in your subconscious and putting pieces together and then thrust them to the front of your mind so that you can go, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about this, but that's how I'm going to finance this project. So it's the same thing whenever you do James Altucher's 10 ideas every day to make your brain sweat. But as part of that, why don't you do this? Why don't you ask yourself 10 questions every day? How will I improve my mental state today? And then what it's going to do is going to cause your brain to scan all the different ways that you could possibly do that. Well, I'm going to practice mindfulness. I'm going to practice some breath work. I'm going to practice some reading. I'm going to practice some meditation, whatever the case may be. I, you know, it make the statement, I am going to make this day as productive as possible. How are you going to do that? How can, so flip that, how am I going to make this the most productive day I can? And then you can answer it. Your brain will scan, I'm going to make sure that I have at least several points throughout the day where I enter a flow state. Okay, ask yourself the question. How do I get into a flow state? And your brain is going to naturally try to answer the question. It will just, it will, it will just all of a sudden realize that's the game. That's what we're trying to do. So the point is this. It's not constantly telling your brain what you're going to do, but asking yourself, how are we going to do it? That, that, that gets you engaged on a complete other level as it relates to trying to manage your neurology. The, 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 the brain power gets ignited when you ask the questions because your brain loves that. If you notice that a lot of people on airplanes and, and stuff, they'll whenever they've got kids that are unruly, what do they do? They'll start pointing to stuff going, what is that? It's a cat. What is that? It's a pig. What is that? It's a well. Parents, they know this instinctively. That children, if you want to calm them down, a lot of times you start just pointing and asking. You don't start saying, there's a cat, there's a well, because that's, that's boring to a kid. That doesn't engage their brain. But if you flip it and you ask them, what is that? That's a horse. You with me? So that is your Monday mission today, is to start asking yourself questions. Engage your brain by asking questions. So. You might want to even add a third column to the last exercise that I gave you, right? You got the positive statement. I am a badass. How do you know? What's the verifiable evidence? I overcame an abusive relationship. What are you going to do to continue in that? In that, in that how are you going to apply 
that mindset and that history to get you through this problem. And then you answer the question. Okay. I hope you all have an incredible Halloween. Happy Monday. A great week. Tomorrow, tune in to The Jason Wright Show. This is going to be one of the most downloaded episodes of the entire year. I can guarantee it because I sat down with Matt Camberline, PhD, University of Washington scholar, one of the top researchers on longevity and health span, health span, rapamycin and its impact, mTOR, and how it can slow the aging process. He's been on Peter Atia four or five times, Tim Ferriss, you name it. This guy is one of the foremost leading experts on health span and aging and longevity. Such a great guy, an incredible conversation. You want, if you've ever wanted to understand the biology of aging, if you've ever heard this question asked, and we kind of laugh about the beginning, and it was it's the first question I tossed him, which was this: is is aging a disease? Now, many of you that you don't, you're not a geek like me. You don't study this stuff all the time for because you're just weird and that's what you do for fun. You've probably never even conceived of that concept of aging being a disease. However, many biologists and researchers are now starting to ask that question, whereas 20 years ago, that was just something that wouldn't even be touched. We could never look at aging as a disease. We can't start looking at different medications and and different practices to help stop aging, right? We're not going to do it. Instead, what we would do is we would just treat the symptoms of aging like cancer, hypertension, and those sorts of things. But now there's a whole, whole body of work out there looking at slowing and altering the process of aging. And right at the tip of the spear, one of the top people in the world with regard to this topic is Matt Camberline, and he will be on the podcast tomorrow. So please check that out. And until we talk again, it is my hope that you, you, my friend, you, the Jason Wright Show listener, will continue to improve always and always. I'm Jason, and I'm out. Hey, guys, if you know anything about me at all, you know I'm always trying to improve my health, always and always. I don't just want to live longer. I want to live healthier longer. And there is one thing, one thing that I do every single day, and that is I take a scoop of HMO powder from Layer Origin. What is HMO powder? This is human milk oligosaccharides. It's a specialized carbohydrate that actually strengthens your gut lining. The benefits are amazing. I first learned about this from my health and wellness mentor, Joel Green. He's been on the podcast. He's the author of The Immunity Code. Fantastic, wicked smart guy. The more I learn, the more I understand that every single thing with relation to managing glucose levels, maintaining insulin sensitivity, it all starts with the gut, and HMO powder is a key ingredient to that. So here's what I want you to do. Go to jasonrightnow.com slash jason-recommends. Then go smash that nutrition button, and it's going to take you right to Layer Origin site where you can order your own HMO powder. And by doing so, you will be supporting the Jason Wright Show, and I will be so grateful. And so will you, so will your health, and so will your gut. Go.